Hey, welcome back to Stoner Babble. Yeah, fuck Stoner Babble, man. Wow! <laughs> fuck them. That's us. I know, man. Fuck us, dude. That's rude. Well, you're a rude, dude. Hey, I want to say something real quick. Shut up. Say it. What's you got to say? Better not be nothing stupid. We have our first frenemy of the show. Oh, man. I'm, I'm calling it out right now, and this has been boiling up inside of me for a few days now because somebody at work said, hey, I was listening to your show. I was at the gas station, gave myself a little drinky drink. I saw the Snapple, and I don't, I don't know why I wanted to get a Snapple, but then he thought about the show. He's like, oh, motherfuckers, they talked about watermelon lemonade Snapple. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is not the first time this has happened because someone has listened to us that they went out and bought a certain product and or service. Snapple, I know you're listening now. You have to be. Your sales have spiked because of us. Why am I not sponsored with a small fridge, some swag? I mean, just a few drinks would be nice, but we are pushing you so much revenue at this point that my ROI is through the roof. And for people that don't know that, it's return on investment. Get with it, Snapple, because I'm losing my mind. Remember that one time when I hit him in the DMs and then they ghosted us for four months and then they, they just answered back with that uh, very subpar message. Yeah, you can hopefully you can find it in the store. Like, come on, man. Come on, Snapple. Snapple, you don't know what's going on. Who's running your social media over there is what I want to know. Not the right people. Mm. Probably some 67-year-old retired lady being a real Karen about everything. Yeah, Snapple. Hit us up. We'll run your social media. So here's the thing, Snapple. What you are right now is you were a friend of the show. We had great times with you, and now you're slowly losing faith in myself, and I don't think I'm going to stand for it anymore. So I'm I'm calling you up to the plate. What's going to happen? Low-key, I'm still going to drink the watermelon lemonade, Snapple. I mean, low-key, they're never going to stop. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. I'm still going to support, but just know that I'm doing it with a little bit of hate in my heart. But yeah, if you want someone to really... Take your social media campaigns to the next level. I would gladly run the Twitter for Snapple. Yeah. It's going to be a hot, lit place. Yeah, and hit me up because I got some ideas for some new flavors. Y'all are missing out. What kind of flavors you got? I'm not going to give them away for free. You got to give us one, though. I mean, you can have a, a, a dossier of 10. I'm sure you got quite a few, but give us one. Give us a sample flavor. Watermelon raspberry. I mean, that sounds refreshing, if I'm being honest. Right, right. That's, hmm. that's just one of many. Snapple, you're on the clock, baby. What's what's it going to be? One, two, or three? I wouldn't go with the latter, if I'm being honest. Did we just give an ultimatum to Snapple? Did we just give an ultimatum to a company? Look, I tried to be kind. Mm -hmm. Tried to be nice. I'm Mm -hmm. one of those consumers that doesn't say anything. That Twitter comment just rubbed me the wrong way. And now that I had multiple people say, hey, Snapple's really good drink. I'm drinking it because of you guys. I go, what the fuck? Right. I get it. You can't treat your customer. You can't treat us. A certain way because we're pushing your product even without even having to be asked to push your product. I mean, you sometimes you just got to show appreciation where words do. Hey, when are companies going to stop using COVID as an excuse for being shitty? <laughs> what do you mean? It's just, it seems like that's the go-to excuse for everyone. Like, let me give you an argument for why minimum wage should not be raised to $15. Oh, Jesus Christ. Here we go. All right. So we went and ordered curbside Cheesecake Factory last night. Placed the order online. Says it'd be ready at 710. Something in me said, leave way sooner. They're probably not as busy. And your food's going to be done way early. 
that's the one thing that I've noticed about ordering food. None of the companies update their times. Their times are still based off when they were busy. You place an order, it tells you to be ready in 50 minutes, and then it's ready in 20, and your food sits there for half an hour. So anyways, we leave early. We get about five minutes away, get the message. Food's done. Of course, it's 20 minutes sooner than they told us it would be. Pull up to the thing, text them, we're outside, and I watched one man deliver carryout food. And... His process was, I'm going to bring a bag of food out. He gives them the food. He takes their credit card. He goes back in, swipes their credit card, brings back out their credit card receipt, goes in, and then brings out another food item. He had two arms. Mine was already paid for. It never (coughs) dawned on him to use his other arm to grab another food order and take out multiple at a time. Then I'm like, well, he didn't have a boss telling him like, hey, doo-doo head, take out two of these at a time like you don't deserve $15 an hour because you can't do the job at $7 an hour but what about the people that actually do hustle and do good jobs yes they should be rewarded I feel like a company should have the option like hey this job pays $8.75 an hour for the first 90 days if you're good at the job you'll graduate to your minimum wage of $15 if you suck at the job you suck at the job and you're gone I mean, after 90 days, you see a, a lazy streak coming to people at new jobs. What then? Going forward, that's up to the employer. You know what I mean? Like uh, every employer has, you know, different job performance standards or, you know. So you're not saying so much that you're totally against the idea of a $15 You need wage. to prove that you can. How many fast food restaurants have you been in where like your order is just completely fucked? And it's just not even close. The food looks like someone was fucking half asleep in stone that put it together. You want me to think that that person deserves $15 an hour? Like, if the money's going to go up, then the standards have to go up. But I don't think that's going to happen. I'm just saying, you know, right now, you fuck up my fast food order at 15 bucks an hour, you're subject to catch a drink to the face, bro. So. Oh, you're not throwing nothing. <laughs> oh, I'm saying you're going to be like... Sir, ma'am, my my order is wrong, and I need to get the right order. I don't know, sir, bro. because I I can't throw a fist. Everyone wants more, but no one wants to do more. I've seen this before. I, everyone always thinks if you make more money, you'll do more work. That's not the truth. No, the truth is a person is normally the person who they are everywhere. Meaning, if you get something that works hard, they're probably like that throughout their life. There's not just they're not going to come to work to work harder for. $5 more, $2 more, $3 more an hour? Yeah, it's just in them. That's what they do. I mean, that's really just that's just for cost of living. I believe I believe in cost of living sure increases and adjustments. And the minimum wage to me is not enough to live on. Yeah, like I know there's a no, lot of hard working people out there that deserve to be making a $15 minimum wage. That's not my gripe. My gripe is we got to stop with everything's equal because it's not, man. I guarantee you everyone listening to this right now, they can close their eyes and think of a fast food restaurant around them that there's like, I will never fucking go there because it's slow. People are stupid. The food's always wrong. I can't say I have a bad experience I want to talk about. What you got? Because this really pissed me off when it happened. It was at Kung Fu Hustle, which is Kung Fu Panda. Panda Express. Okay. Right? I got that right. Okay, I went two different directions. But what it was is I was I worked across the street from it. And I'd go there at lunch a couple times. Not not often. Not a big fast food guy, but I like Chinese food and mm-hmm. I like it when it's fast. So I went up to the window and I was just ordering my stuff and I usually do it one at a time as I normally did. 
And the, the girl on the other side said, we can make this go a lot faster if you just do everything at once. I looked around me. There was nobody around me. It wasn't the exact verbatim wordage, but she made me so angry. I didn't go back. <laughs> what like, do you mean I, you order everything one at a time? At Panda Express, I, you do like a, a platter. It's two meats. It's two sides, something like that. So I'd be like, hey, I want white rice. And then they usually, for some reason, they would say, hey, what do you want for your other two sides? And I would just be like orange chicken and then something else. And she just said, hey, you can just order everything all at once. You don't have to wait. And I was like, I don't know what I want yet. Okay, I'll just get this, this, and this. Okay, sorry. Sorry for taking so long out of your day. Someone was just having a, an off day. I get it. But at the same time, I don't know why you take it out in customers that are just simply. <laughs> was your order right? Uh, Yeah. Like I'll overlook your shitty attitude as long as you get my fucking order right. But oh, if, you, no, if, you, if you have a shitty attitude and you fuck up my order i want to pee in your mop bucket. there's only two things that you remember in retail because that's the, the world we came from yeah and either a really great experience or a really bad one you don't remember the middle ground ever that's just how it is and this is one of those times it's just like this was a subpar experience and i'm not going back and i never did and i'm not one of those people that will jump on yelp and be like one star this i just i just won't do business again right yeah fuck those people man so what's up I got a couple you, different things. I got, you know what? Let me, uh, let's go with this. We're raised to lie. I was really fucking high when I was thinking about this. How many times in your life were you told, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all? Always. You were told to lie. Like, if you feel like something is the truth, even though it may not be nice, you're told not to say it. So you're basically lying. This is what triggered this for me. I saw something, I observed something at work. And then when I got fucking high later, like it just took me down a rabbit hole, right? I saw, <laughs> I, this is mean, but whatever. I saw a person in the mall with their kid. And this kid was probably two. And this kid was fucking hideous. It was the ugliest kid I'd ever seen. It looked like Schmeagel had a baby with a chihuahua, dude. It was just a terrible, ugly kid. I'm sorry. I know that's mean. They bumped into this person and the person was like, oh, he's so cute. And I just wanted to yell out, no, he's not. Don't lie to that ugly baby. I don't know, man. I just feel like people lie a lot more than they realize. There's a lot to unpack with that one. I'm not sir. saying you say like, yo, your kid's fucking ugly. I ain't going to lie and be like, that kid's cute. So you began in the beginning of that whole segment by saying parents taught us to lie by not. If you don't have anything to, nice to say, don't say anything. You followed that logic because you didn't say anything because you weren't going to be a dick about it. That's what they taught you. They didn't tell you to lie. They just told you to keep your fucking mouth shut. But like, all right. Yes, you're right. I am following that logic. But if someone was like, yo, you think my kid's cute if i think that baby's ugly i'm like no that motherfucker's ugly <laughs> i feel like if you ask my opinion then i'm allowed to give you my honest opinion and you can't get mad at me because you asked for it huh 99.9 percent .9 of people would in that situation would lie and be like oh he's cute that's all i'm saying man stop lying to people just shut the fuck up that's what everyone needs I to do. I think that's more At the end of the day, everyone needs to shut the fuck up and you stop doing all that goddamn lying. No one wants to know what you think unless you're asked. If someone asks, then you tell them. But until then, shut the fuck up. I have a conundrum, though. A what? A conundrum. What the hell is that? You don't know what a conundrum is? 
Yeah. Do you do or don't? Yeah, I just, the first time you said it, you kind of ate the back half of it. <laughs> I like to eat words. Yeah. So you say, just shut the fuck up, yet we're doing something that is presenting our voice out into the world no. without being asked for. So it's just, I'm, I'm a saying little confused. Like, I'm saying when it comes to like telling white lies, shut the fuck up. You might be a really nice person, but because you tell 50 white lies a day, you become a fucking liar. We're on here talking shit, and I get that, bro. But there's just people out there that are just fucking just lying for the purpose of lying. For what? Stop telling people their kids are cute when their kids are ugly. Stop telling Karen her hair looks good when it looks like shit. Stop telling Dave his hair plugs look real, because they don't. Dave, what the hell are hair plugs? Yeah, bro. I, bro, I had saw this dude the other day. <laughs> oh, man. like I couldn't take my fucking eyes off of him, man. Like I wanted to be like, bro, like just shave that shit you could tell what was the real hair and then like where the plugs were and i'm like man that just don't look good bro save your money baby buy some bitcoins get your cryptocurrency on ladies and gents but do it mindfully man fuck that shit mindfully take some risk do what you want gamble a little bit just don't go crazy don't listen to this guy this guy likes to gamble with all things in his life, including his health when he pisses me off. Don't you tell people to spend their good hard-earned finances on no gambling. Do it responsibly. There you go. Responsible. Yeah. Gambling. I mean, really. It if is you're torn between gambling. buying some cryptocurrencies and paying your rent, pay your fucking rent. Pay your fucking rent. Yeah. And your water bill. Right. Buy your kids some cereal. Oh, I want to talk about the rabbit hole I went down, but this is from a couple weeks ago, so it's, it's a little foggy to remember. Shocking. But you know how it goes, right? You know how that should go. The 50 craziest and most bizarre laws in the U.S. That was my first go. Yeah. But I really kind of narrowed it down because I thought I found one of the, the weirdest stupid laws. And I think this even kind of takes place in Michigan. It's a law that car dealerships cannot be opened on a Sunday. I didn't know it was a law, but I mean, I've always noticed that car lots aren't open on Sunday in mm -hmm. this state. And then there has been debates hotly over it. And I thought it was it would be a fun new segment called the boring segment where I can talk about really boring shit. And then you can just, um, you know, not do anything with the information. But basically... They've been fighting over this law because the, the this is actually tied in directly to the religious folk. Sundays cannot be open to dealerships because it is a religious holiday. And also, people need a day of rest because they go so hard during the week. And then the other part was let customers walk the lots free of being hassled by a salesperson. I agree with all three of those things. So you, I, I should have a day where I can go browse your inventory and not be hassled by some fucking cigarette smoking salesman. <laughs> like, leave me alone. Like, I like that. I think the whole entire country should be shut down on Sundays, whether you're religious or not. Just take the religion out of it. You do need a day of rest. Every, only thing allowed to move on Sundays is trucking. Oh, my God. I want... A Sunday off for everybody now. We could all just stay home. Just stay fucking home. Or go play in the yard. Catch up on your chores. Spend time with your kids. Yeah, yeah. Fucking mow Nothing your grass. Nothing is open. Nothing is open. You have no reason to go out. Like I said, the only thing allowed to move is the truck drivers. They're planted in place. Everything is dead. No movement on the streets. And we'll call it healing day. Healing day. Gives you a chance, you a chance to heal and the planet. I'm going to learn to play a harp. You're a harp. I think we got a harp. Oh my God, it was perfect. <laughs>
So anyway, crew, we got a new setup now. If you didn't hear our voices differently, we have quite the gear now. Yeah, yeah, we know how to turn it on. <laughs> we got it that far. I spent and, about two hours trying to and figure it out. figured out how to make sound come out of it and record on the computer. But yeah, we got about, uh, I'd say about another 16 to 24 months of learning before we figure <laughs> it all out. And then, But the real nice thing is we actually do have a third co-host now. This fucker's name is JR, dude. How about that? I fucking love it. So you're going to look forward to a lot more soundboarding from mm. us in the future. Just so you know. But anyway, that was our car dealership boring segment where uh, Burke agrees that I do. You know what? I agree that I like to stroll the parking lots without having to worry about a salesperson. Because I myself was a salesperson for a long time, and I frankly don't even want to hear it. And I was a car salesman for about five months when I was 19 years old, and it was the fucking, like, ugh. You just get hounded? It takes a special breed of person to do that long it time. It Well, it takes a real go-getter. Or try to build your customer base, too, right? Or a real just fucking grease ball. Yeah, dick. Yeah. You actually kind of remind me of a person that would run a car dealership. There's no doubt in my mind I'd be great at it, but I don't want to be the one taking advantage of people. If that's your hustle and that's how you're making money, I respect that. I'm just, that's not me. I mean, maybe I could run a car lot that's just pretty transparent and straightforward, you know, out of the norm. But. Are you talking about a Stoner Babble car lot? <sighs> yeah, dude. Where we only sell quads? Stoner Babble sales and finance. Ooh, I do have a finance degree. <laughs> I'll get you. I'll get you going just right down there at Stoner Babble. You ever think we could open up like a a weed themed go kart track? Or I would mean, there just be too many liabilities? And yeah, that would be a just say fuck it and let's do it. What if we had like an overnight bed and breakfast and we had our own go kart track on site? You had to sign a form saying you whatever you do on this property is your decisions and oh you just like let them go in the backyard and play like they're children yeah like here's the sandbox i'm not looking there's there's the go-karts where i mean i'd be down wear for your like helmets. 90 mile an hour high go-karts i'd probably be going 40 a go-kart would be fun yeah dude riding go-karts when you're high i think would be fun I mean, I would drive like a NASCAR. Get in a new Bugatti, and you would rev it up all the way up if you could, like a straightaway. Oh, for sure. Like, just max it out. Yeah. What's the fastest you've driven? Like 165. (sighs) Yeah, I think I've got 150, maybe. Yeah. That's like fucking nerve-wracking when you get that fast, man. Think about 300 miles an hour fucking, oh my God. I'm not saying that the fear wouldn't take over, and I'd just be like, nah. At least I'd try that. Could you imagine hitting a deer at 300 miles an hour? It fucking... It would it, turn to poof. dust. You All you would see is just... <laughs> there'd be nothing there. I had a really clear thought. Shocking. Really clear thought the other day. What is it? I'll be the And I wrote it down here, so I'm going to read it off for you. Okay. Someone has the ability to destroy us worse than nuclear attacks. If science fiction were to be reality, say something like nanites or nanotech becoming alive, and it could instantly kill a person by invading the system, and they're able to self-reproduce. Say this idea exists, and that someone could unleash it either by accident or on purpose, through anger or not. Someone we don't know could start the end without knowing us and they could do it because they're having a bad day we only know what we're shown and the worst to us right now is nuclear war we know that tech we don't know the other tech that exists 
in the history. They could create something like nanites, which are the small microbes that do exist. They've used them before. There's a multitude of things that could exist, and someone has their finger on the button right now to what they could do with it, but they're still human. You know, I kind of had something similar. I wa- You watched that new spy show on Netflix? It's called Spycraft. I don't know. Did I? You should. They're talking about this guy poisoned this dude, and the thing he poisoned him with was smaller than a grain one grain of salt and he put that in this guy's tea and the guy didn't even drink all of the tea he only took two sips of it and it was enough to kill him from radiation when i heard that i'm like to me that's way scarier than anything because like what happened if you dumped a vial of that in someone's water supply that's where you can live in the idea of constant fear like i understand it where people are so afraid that they build bunkers and have <laughs> centuries worth of supplies sure 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 because the world can be that crazy and change in one millisecond people say like oh those people are crazy that they might be crazy if some shit ever goes down they won't be that fucking crazy because you're gonna need them my theory on those people that like to hoard and build bunkers i i get it i support you just remember that i didn't say you were fucking crazy when i'm knocking on the door now let me get some of that canned corn. <laughs> Give me the canned corn. Let me get that canned corn in there, Je- John and Jebediah. Open the door and let me get the corn. <laughs> <laughs> That's scary. No. Then I get inside, I murder them both, throw them outside, and then I let you in, bro. Now it's our bunker. <laughs> You straight murdering in the apocalypse now? I mean, if it that's the apocalypse, bro. Well, yeah. There's no rules. Like you got to do what you got to do to survive. Okay. You're dumb enough to open the door. I'm smart enough to shoot your ass. Don't tell no lies. Pow pow. <laughs>'Cause that's how scary it is. I wanna paint a picture for you. <laughs> Those OQ people, huh? They were watching the inauguration. Okay. In a party chat. Thousands of them. Thousands. What platform? So they use Gab and Telegram. It got hundred and eighty five thousand members <sighs> in Gab. And they're all watching the inauguration together. I guess there has been a major idea that it's all coming to fruition on inauguration day. Trump is going to lead the charge and he's going to overthrow the corrupt government. Joe Biden is going to be taken down. I want to have you in the middle of this group, Uh in the middle of them. As they're watching this and they're all chatting together. And I want, I want you to think as nothing is happening, what is going through the mindset of 185,000 members that believe something was going to be happening. How stupid of 185,000 people to gather in a fucking chat room when you know there was people listening and watching. The true understanding started to come through. How could we believe this for so long? Are we all idiots? <laughs> And nothing fucking happened. I thought the QAnon people were supposed to be figuring out who was raping kids. That's all part of it, yeah. Well, why don't they focus on that? But the Democrats are part of the lie, though. Yeah, okay. That's fine and all. Just figure out the kid situation. Yeah, someone go be a goddamn hero from that group already. We can't even trust Chris Hansen anymore. Piece of shit. If you no. guys don't know what we're talking about, Burke, lay us down what... So Chris Hansen was to used to be is. a hero of mine, and he was on Dateline NBC, and he did the show To Catch a Predator. He was the guy that told people to have a seat. Did that for so many years, it was great, and then he left that show, and he tried to do it on his own, and it just didn't work out. 
And then he had a he had a thing where I don't know he was bouncing checks around town. I think he went broke. Yeah, and then he got attached to Onision. Onision was a YouTuber who made controversial content. Chris Hansen just had a vendetta for this kid. That was what he was going to make his money off of now. Partnered up with this guy that was supposedly part of Anonymous, and they were like DDoSing these kids and spreading false claims on them and like just really fucking harassing these people. But maybe Chris Hansen should become the leader of QAnon child division and let chris hansen help the QAnon people find the real child touchers and i'm sorry if i missed this but the real reason chris hansen got kicked off the show is because he got someone killed no i don't i don't know about that oh this is let me i'll go make sure this is right but i was talking to somebody about this and he had a scandal he had a scandal with his wife oh no this is another one where he got to the house before the police were there was already interrogating the guy the guy had a gun and he killed himself Yes, I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, that was part of the real reason. Like, yeah. he got fired, I think, from that because he was a fucking idiot and got someone killed. Like a famous lawyer or a judge or something, too. A real enemy of the show, I think. Unless he could redeem himself, it sounds like, in your eyes and even in the eyes of probably everyone else. As long as you don't kill anybody. He didn't technically shoot him, but, you know. He caused someone to kill himself, yeah. Yeah, you don't touch kids or animals. I'll give you a second chance. Oh, Sure. You know, Burke's second chance. So I'm I'm going to go ahead and name Chris Hansen, CEO of QAnon, Child Pornography Slash Trafficking Division. Okay, Chris Hansen. You got the crowd uh, a lit and a cheering, so hats off and get your thing going. There you go, man. See, we're really solving problems on this show. It's and like that's what the week. people don't really understand. Like, oh, these guys are just high. They're just in here doing this. Yeah, we are high. But that opens <laughs> up the things in our brains that it really takes to solve day-to-day problems and issues in this world. And I feel like everyone should listen to us more because we're always <laughs> right. We always get to the bottom to the truth and really we've proven it doesn't take more than 30 minutes uh, absolutely even if you do go over 30 minutes really you're not adding much to the, the story no i've done a lot of stories where i've taken more than 30 minutes to study up and i'll tell you what the, some of our best content comes from the stories that we only do a solid 30, 30 minutes. minutes on yeah and you guys agree and, and it shows in the analytics. I mean, you know how I feel. If you can't get it in 30 minutes, you're just not going to get it. Yeah, like you just don't understand it. Right. So doctors, 30 minutes when you're studying the anonymity. I'm not even going to try again, guys, for that word. Anatomy. Anatomy. Yes, thank you. Thank you, sir. Oh, so I'm going to disagree with you there. Those are the people that need to spend more than 30 minutes. I'm saying just your average, everyday, normal person. You don't need to spend more than 30 minutes investigating anything. Oh, okay. Pump the brakes there. (laughs) Not going to a fucking brain surgeon who's only studied for 30 fucking minutes. Just making sure. We're about to get the guidelines in place. Yeah, bro. I'm setting the guidelines. Because the Stoner Babble book is going to have to be verbatim book or handbook a little bit both baby i don't know yet (laughs) okay well why don't we write that i mean you're a writer i mean it's just fuck writing is just writing but and i'm a stoner babble handbook that's just like a a 15 page guide to 
living the stoner bevel life. Fuck that. What? Why don't we just do 101 ways to better your everyday life? I still got to put it in the handbook. Fuck that. <laughs> no, no, no. No, you're you're bending with this one, motherfucker. I want it in a handbook. I want to be able to so hold it's a it Bible. in my hand. It's a Bible. I'm not going to say it's a Bible. What's another word we could use in place of Bible? Here, let me look up. Cinnamons, cinnamon synonyms. <laughs> Jesus, I gotta do all the talking on this show. Stunner Babble manual. Manual usually sounds like something you throw in the trash. Text textbook primer. What's a primer? It's a base. Oh, okay. Guidebook. <sighs> oh, I can't. Fundamentals. Stoner Babble fundamentals. I mean, that's one hundred one fundamentals. Hundred one fundamentals. We can't have rules. a book you can't pronounce. Fundamental rules. <laughs> Fundamental fundamentalities. Oh my god! There you go. We got it right there. Stoner babble fundamentalities. When are we gonna write this book? Ooh, compendium. Stoner babble compendium. How about we just call it the Stoner Babble Scrolls? Oh, scrolls! Yes. Okay. Done deal. So the Stoner Babble Scrolls are gonna be written in in ink. And and parchment with a feather pen, feather pen and candlelight, like George Washington, and a real tense atmosphere and smoke, and clouds and fog. You want me to shoot my musket outside while you're riding it <laughs> at sun fucking rise too, and it better be against someone else. Oh wow, you're dueling, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is something that we did discuss the other day. Oh, did we? A couple of weeks ago, actually. What we what we discuss? We talked about at what level of success in your life does it take for you to not be judged for smoking weed? Hmm. And this was in relations to one of our good buddies to why we probably aren't godparents because we smoke weed. Yeah. Because we smoke weed every day, correct? Yeah, I don't think there is a level we'd ever reach where we would matter if we were the fucking president. And yet you have these other parents that are probably daily drinkers or they drink every once in a while too. But I believe drinking is far worse for you than smoking weed is. But there still is a stigma to it. Therefore, I'll take the alcohol. I'll put it to you this way. If you're going to leave your child with me to babysit, it would be way safer in my hands if I were high than drunk. I'm going to pay way more attention to that kid if I'm high because I'm actually going to be interested in seeing it interact with me like but when i'm drunk i'm like get away from me baby i'm trying to eat these chicken wings like fuck this baby i'm gonna go down to the pool hall and just leave it here that's what drunk people do drunk people leave babies at pool oh for sure they leave them in their trailers is there like a lost and and in their apartments no i'm saying like they leave their babies at home and while they go to the pool hall it's a it's a common thing in the south what the fuck is that a pool hall pool tables and beer and everybody goes there yeah man yeah yeah. Fucking pool halls, man. I'm sure you were one of those people that were hustled pool, huh? Down in the south. I dabbled a little. Yeah, you fucking went in there, smoky, smoky, smoky atmosphere going, hey, what's you up? You know, I used to, I even had my own stick. I had a real nice stick, and I was pumping gas one day, and I went into pay, and I came out, and someone stole it out of the backseat of my car. Piece of shit. And I just never, after that, I just lost the desire to play. So you're telling me someone may have lost you the trajectory of becoming a professional pool player no (laughs) (laughs) no you were never gonna be no they might have cost me a couple hundred bucks what if that couple hundred dollars cost you something else though at possibly possibly 
Well, yeah, I hope whoever stole that stick gets butthole cancer. There, from I said you, it. From using that stick From using much? that stick, yep. Mm. Stole my stick and my hopes and aspirations of winning an amateur pool tournament. <laughs> what else you got on that list? Let me take you down a rabbit hole path. Because I was in the middle of watching, I believe it was a compilation of vines and short videos or TikToks. Because I was super high. That's what I do sometimes to chill out. And I don't know if you've seen it before, Burke, but it's the the homeless dude that went to the pound. And in the TikTok, it basically said, man saved up for a long time to get his dog back before it was euthanized. I was like, oh, that's a, cu- that's a cute one, right? And then I paused and I started thinking about it. I was like, wait a second. He had to save up money to get his dog back from the pound before they killed it? They couldn't have just given it to him? <laughs> So that got me really pissed off. So then I just went on with the rest of my day. But I'm going to come back to that one because the next story got me kind of a little bit back in spirits. It's about another dog one. We talked about this on the shows before, how people drop clout trying to do like, hey, I saved this. I saved this for this one was really cool to me because the guy, it was a homeless dude. And the stranger of the story stopped because the sign said, please help dog and pound. Well, she approached him after thinking about it, said, what's going on? He's like, he got sick, had to go to the hospital for three days, and his dog got put in the pound because he was gone. Didn't have enough money to get the dog. Well, the girl helped out, got the dog from the pound, and obviously a very sentimental moment. And then she put him onto, what's that site called for all raising the money? Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Committed Kickstarter from like raised $8,000 for him and his dog. So that's a very cool story. Right. Great fucking story. And then it came and then I went back to the previous story because it was another it was about the dog. So I did the stoner babble 30 minutes of research into this TikTok about this homeless dude. It turns out, yes, he was down in his luck, wasn't completely homeless, but his dog was in the pound. The pound actually figured out he was down in his luck. So they vaccinated the dog, did the checkup, did everything free of charge for this guy. And then they just videotaped it because it was a cool meeting. But then I was like, cool story. On the reverse side, someone made a TikTok to get clout for saying that this dog was going to be euthanized. That was never going to be a fucking thing. So then that's my rabbit trail. I had to go down about fucking dogs and homeless people. And the only thing in the end that came to me was I love these good stories, but fuck people that try to make clout on shit like this. Yes, bro. I'm with you 100%. I have created a new rule for myself. For what I'm seeing on the internet. And if it's on any social media platform, if it's a prank, a scare, or doing a good deed for homeless or any of those, I don't watch them. Mm Because they're all fake. Right. Like, we'll call out something as fake news. But you won't call out someone for making fake content that millions of people watch and makes them really, really rich. Shouldn't it go both ways? It should. I mean, then you're how you're going to measure so much content, though. It's like, well, people could already be measuring it because I discovered it. And then you could just say, hey, I'm going to produce this to the people and then they're going to discover it. And then that's how you hold other people accountable. But you're doing that on a massive scale. It's a big like think about I think about it like a big experiment. Like someone one day was like, hey, we're going to put all this fake shit all over YouTube. Let's see what it does. Look how many fucking people watch this. And this like, yeah, this is just a science experiment. Yeah, and they're like, pump it out, pump it out, pump it out, pump it out. And then someone in the government above us was like, 
People watch that? So they'll believe anything. I don't know how a nice way to put it. You're proving how stupid and easily influenced you are by watching all of this useless, dumb content that you think you're just killing time, but you're really proving a larger point. Some really, really fucking rich man that's sitting in an office that controls media you see is like, you can tell them anything. How do you fix that? If you're going to condemn one, you got to do it to the other because really they're they're one and the same. You just shut down the internet. No, I cleaned up the internet. Putting restrictions on it now, bro. We're just red taping it up. Just like the government. Some of those are just so cringy and so obviously fake and then i look at the views and i'm like how i'm gonna prank my grandma and my dad like dude you do that every fucking day either they're fucking stupid or this is obviously fake and it's obviously fake but yet millions of people watch it dude and it i don't get it maybe someone can answer that for us because I have no idea. But, I mean, I guess people would argue, well, you watch TV and it's fake. Maybe it's just their new TV, I guess. Maybe. When I'm watching something on YouTube, it feels more real to me than watching a TV show. Because I obviously know the TV show is not real. But when you're watching YouTube, it feels like you're watching a person. You know what I mean? You're watching a real person. You're easily influenced by that because you have a more of a connection with that person. Yeah. today we make history and will rise over eight cents and now it's rumored that they're going to have a commercial during the super bowl oh i saw so you're talking about dogecoin yes sir for you people out there that don't know about this we are cryptocurrency traders now i always like trading in the stock market and this is just another layer to the puzzle that is investments should i go all in you have to turn. You have to determine your own risk assessment, sir. Depends on how much you want to risk. And then this is what I'm thinking I'm going to do with crypto. My crypto wallet is basically just going to include the top two currencies, which is Bitcoin and Ethereum, and then my wild card. Dogecoin is my wild card. You know, but like the whole cryptocurrency is only going to be five to ten percent of my portfolio anyway. So that's what I'm risking. Not very much. So I've set a goal to have. At least fifty dollars of every every one. Fifty dollars of every oh every kind of currency. Yeah, all hundred plus are just those three. Oh, just the ones in Coinbase. Oh, so oh. all of the ones that you can buy and sell in Coinbase, I want fifty dollars of each one. Okay. What is there like twenty in Coinbase? Yeah. I thought there was like a hundred, hundred and one or something like that. All right, say the top twenty. Yeah. I want fifty dollars in the top twenty. And just, and you know, you never know. One might fucking explode and be as big as Bitcoin one day. And your $50 turns into 50000 you know? The nice thing about trading crypto right now is it's, if you think of the stock market, you think of how many thousands of companies are out there. Mm-hmm. In the platform we trade on, which is Coinbase, it has 100. So you have, and now I think you have a lot more retail investors like us coming to it because we're just hearing about it. They're like, well, Bitcoin made this much money. Really? If I was in Bitcoin five years ago, I could be like potentially retired. Yes. Right. So now you have a flood of new investors that's getting involved with stuff like Dogecoin. So you just have to be aware that they don't know how to trade and could but vastly affect the market. But the nice thing is there's only 100 coins you can trade, right. not thousands. So that's why I think you see, and that's why I think you're going to see the slow increase. Because there's just more investors. There's more investors. It's way more transparent. It's way and it's easy. Yeah. And it's and I it is pretty secure. Yeah. Like I've got 
the wallet setups, and that wallet has like a 12, <laughs> 12 step nickname I had to write down just in case. Yeah. Because that's how you can't, you're not going to break through that shit. No, nah, bro. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a, fun. It's a fickle mistress, the, the crypto world. It's a mistress? It's a fickle one. You definitely, don't, if you're going to have a mistress, you don't want a fickle one. Look at us talking investments on here. Stoner variable finance and investments. Dude, you can, I'm telling you, can, you. You can come down and get yourself a real antiquity show. This show will give you a little bit of everything. You need a giggle. We got you. You need some serious topics. We got you. Mm-hmm. You need us to get to the bottom of your finances and your daily mysteries. Got it. Send them into the show. Drop us a line on Twitter at Babble Stoner. Mm-hmm. Or if you feel so inclined, check us out at stoner-babble.com mm-hmm. where you could drop us a line directly to our email. Tell us what problems you have that you need us to solve. And don't fucking send me your cash app and tell me to send you $50. I ain't doing that. I'm talking about real life problems. And I was thinking about this. Memory is the only thing that kind of maintains you for who you are. If you lose your memory, we've talked about this before, I don't think you're the same person. Memory fades over time. My thought is, what if you could remember, but you just don't deserve to remember? Like when you go to sleep at night, your brain pulls up images you haven't seen in years. And there are times where I remember in my memories or in my dreams that they were memories from my past. People that I've seen from high school that I haven't seen, what was it, 15 years now, are clear as day, but I'm not allowed to access that. And I just wonder if there's a reason for that. Like, if it's just like you don't deserve to remember it like so, if we can't achieve a certain level, do you have the ability to access your memory and your brain in that way? Or maybe it's your body's way of telling you that you don't need to remember them. That's the other thing is you but just when, don't need Yeah, it. but when you're asleep, it's kind of like you just get to go exploring around your old files. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I could see that where it's like you are you don't really need these memories. Right. But at a certain point, all you are get erased your memories. You're, you're not you. Yeah. But are you? You're, but you're, not, not. you're not. But you're not. You're just the being that used to be you. You're just somebody that I used to know. You know, that could be a gift. You're just somebody. All right, let me ask you a question. I, I got to so two two things. Let let's say we figured out a way to you can hook someone up to a machine and painlessly wipe them out. You mean painlessly wipe out their memories? Yep. So like, all right, for example, Jeffrey Dahmer killed a lot of people and he's had a lot of trauma in his life. Let's not kill him, but let's reboot him. That's a real ethical question, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's it's better than killing a person. It's the same consciousness. It's not like his you're not really killing the person, but you are killing them in a way. Or let me, all right, let me use it in a different scenario. Think of how many like kids get taken from their abusive homes when they're 13, 14 years old, and you could reset that kid and give that kid a chance to not have to, to grow up with that burden or that trauma and like actually try to be the person that they want to be. I guess the ultimate scenario would be, or not the ultimate, but the one really good one I'll give you is let's say you're let's say you're married and your significant other dies and the pain is so hard that you want to forget it, but if you erase your memory, you erase everything. Would you do it? I don't think I would in this scenario. Yeah, but it's so hard to move on that you you can't move on. Yeah, I guess it depends on the person. Some people can live with that because all right, think about this. Like, let's say you and that significant other had a fucking amazing life. You saw the world. You did everything that you wanted to do. Are you gonna? Th- 
throw away all of that in those memories. And then what if you try to move on and you can't because you're trying to move on and like say you get a new girlfriend, but all the his like memories just keep popping up. Do you erase that memory to try to move on to the next one? You would have to know how the programming afterwards worked. All right, so second part of my thing, because I said I had a similar... So I was looking at the computer, and I'm like, all right, the computer has a hard drive, which basically stores all of my memories, right? So it does what my brain does. I look at that as a piece of technology, and I understand that. But my brain does that, and it's just a piece of fucking meat. And it can recall memories and actions faster than that computer but it's a piece of meat and i couldn't get over that there's a fucking hamburger in my head that just saves information can you store your family photos on a piece of chicken breast <laughs> nope <laughs> nope can you install a fucking five pound hamburger patty in your computer to save your computer games on nope you can't but you can store thousands and thousands and millions of pieces of valuable information in your fucking meat brain. If I eat your brains, I get your your stuff. No, this is not fucking. Don't you don't you <laughs> dare. Don't you look at me like that. Don't you do it. I'm gonna fucking eat your brains. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna eat your brains, and then this is gonna happen. I think we're done, dude. Okay. We, we've been working on some merch stuff, too. And we're actually wearing it right now. I think the hat's the coolest one. So you'll be seeing that probably soon. Like I said, um, check out stoner-babble.com. I'm going to throw them up there when we get the final design ideas padded down. We want to show some love and support for the show. Shake the GGs, my friend, guys and girls. Shake them. Shake them. Shake them out, baby. Shake them out.